Welcome to What's Leadership. I'm Liz Wiltsey. The more I learn about leadership, the more I'm convinced there's not a one-size-fits-all solution. So I am on my own learning journey, and I invite you to join me. Ebony Janice reminds me that being open about my journey is important. Each episode features someone I admire with actionable insight to share. So please join me as I ask, what's leadership? Today, I get to welcome a friend of mine, James Olivia, and I am so, so excited that they're here with me on the podcast today. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about them, and then we're going to dive right in. So James Olivia Chu Hillman is a relational life and leadership coach, a mediator, facilitator, and enthusiastic advocate of necessary, uncomfortable, and life-changing conversations. They work with people who want more joyful connection and less suffering in their relationships with themselves, the people they love and lead, and the world. James Olivia has a passion for asking questions that make us squirm a bit and point us back to who the fuck we are and what we care about most. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you. I'm so excited. I know we've been talking for like an hour plus already. So this is hilarious. <laughs> but we're going to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> so James Olivia, one of the things that I love about your work is just talking about relational fuckery and the things that that really keep us from connecting with other people. And one of the things that's always struck me is how often or in those situations in the workplace. So I would love for you to talk about the concept of relational fuckery and how it sort of shows up for us in professional situations. Okay, sorry, typewriter jam already in my head because you putting together relational fuckery and work situations, it just occurred to me that work is one of the places that relational fuckery is not only prevalent, but it is one of the preferred ways of relating precisely because it keeps us from connecting. Too much connection, too much actual relating as humans would be weird at work, right? So like we, we engage in as much fuckery as possible. But I think did you just ask me what it is? Do I need to define that real quick first? Oh, if you would like to go ahead. Sure. Okay. I, I don't remember because I got no, really I excited. I didn't because I was like, oh, this is kind of self-explanatory, right? But, but please, by all means. Okay. So one of the ways I define it many ways, depending on which Instagram day you hit me on. But one of the common ways that I define it is the the strategies that we use when we're trying to win our relationships instead of cultivate them. So basically when we are trying to be right or we're trying to avoid responsibility or avoid feeling things because, oh, God forbid we feel things at work, that would be horrifying and embarrassing and unproductive instead of connect joyfully and actually get to know what it's like to be human with each other. Yeah. I'm glad you defined that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for letting me. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and I forgot if you asked something else because now I'm just like all tickled with us. So. I just asked how it shows up at work and you answered it to an extent, which is that it is actually the preferred way of being at work and the way that mm-hmm. we're really taught to be. Can you say more about that? So I don't know what everybody else's experience is like. I spent over a decade in, I'm going to say in deep corporate. Um, (laughs) And 
And so much of the the relating to one another was about being as respectable, appropriate. I'm going to throw in words like perfectionism, like not making anyone too uncomfortable unless it was your job to make people uncomfortable. There's there's something deeply uncomfortable about being vulnerable and awkward and human together in, well, we're both in the States, but, and I'm going to say in corporate culture, like God forbid we be human together. And human is messy and there are feelings and there are accusations and there are, I'm going to say this word, needs, like we have <laughs> needs. <laughs> there's there's all this stuff that comes with being being a person and at work, if what we've got going on is that we're not supposed to be a person, we're supposed to be a productive member of a team or, or whatever role, like we're not supposed to be a person, we're supposed to be a role. We're supposed to be really, really effective. And what was this movie? Ben and I just watched, it was like a Tom Cruise movie. Is it Oblivion? I think it is where the, the, they're being sort of, I don't want to say controlled, but managed by this hilarious lady AI who keeps asking, are you an effective team? <laughs> it's like, not, are you like a happy person? Are you fulfilled? Are you getting what you need to get your job done? Are you like, what's important to you? Is this meaningful? Are you an effective team? Yeah. And so being effective, being productive, being a bunch of things that, you know, capitalism and patriarchy and white supremacy and like all these systems want us to be so that they go smoothly and none of this is interrupted so that the status quo can stay the status quo and what we can do instead of get messy is just keep growing bigger it's an affront to capitalism to throw a wrench in it with emotions and needs and desires yeah Yes. So if we laugh because it hurts, we laugh (laughs) because it hurts because it's so true. If you were going to like say to folks, here's one thing to sort of just kick against that idea of not kick against being effective, but like being only defined as being effective team and to be more human and more human in relationship. What would you, what would you point to? Well, I would say I'd start with, mm-hmm. did you just say one thing? Crap. I just, just um, to start, <laughs> just to start. We're just talking about a start. There's lots of things and there's never just one. So the first thing is in service to what we're actually trying to do, like effective for what? Effective to what end? In service to what? When we ask people to show up as full magnificent human beings in service to that greater what when they slash we care about it we are more effective as full people than we are as cogs in a wheel when we can bring our passion and our creativity and our desire for connection and like all of these chemical needs that we have like for dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin and all these like all all the good drugs that we get from connection actually drive our productivity and our effectiveness way more than disconnection could ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I tend to think about how I work really hard not to be talking about like, how do, how do we make ourselves more productive? How Mm -hmm. do we do what have you? 
And people will often say to me, yeah, but if you are happy, you are more productive, which is like, that's, like which yeah. is true. Right? <laughs> Sometimes, going- I mean, or, or you can refine your team. If we're talking about, you know, an effective team, it's like, why do you want unhappy people on your team? Why do you, it, that doesn't make sense to me. Granted, I'm not, you know, managing a big corporate right. team. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that there are reasons there must be because it keeps happening. Yeah. I mean, I argue that I think it keeps happening because people imagine there isn't another way. Lies. It's lies. (laughs) There are so many other ways. They're not all good ways, but some of them are. (laughs) But a lot of them are better. Whether they're good on the scale of whatever, they're better. So the other question I like to ask is, what are you grappling with? I grapple with a lot of things. One of the things that I'm grappling with is I talk a lot about right relationship, not just relational fuckery, but because there's more than just not doing the relational fuckery. There's also the, okay, well, what do we do instead? And what does right relationship mean? And a lot of my grappling with right relationship is I spend a lot of time thinking about my relationships with myself and my work and other people, the closest people to me and people with whom I work and the people in the world and what I want to see happen in the world. And then there are other relationships that tend to fall by the wayside for me that I don't give as much attention to, like my relationship with my, my meat suit, my body, like um, my relationship with the actual earth, like the soil and the things that grow from it. It's a lot of what I grapple with is I think my, my relationship with the physical world, like in my body and my body's relationship with the, the other physical objects and bodies around it. So Somebody recently called me a right relationship expert. And I was like, oh God, we're all going to be disappointed Um, (laughs) because I grapple a lot with right relationship all the time. Well, and I would say you're a right relationship striver. I like that. You know what I mean? Like, like you've done a lot of that work and a lot of, but from this space of saying, how do we do this? How Mm -hmm. do we get how do we get messy and how do we keep being messy Mm -hmm. and in right relationship Mm -hmm. and repair and what have you. So yeah, the word I'm going to say right now is striver, but (laughs) that's so much better than what I I was like, spelunker. spelunker? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get out our thesaurus and see what we can find. But I think the idea of expert is always, in some ways, I find expert paternalistic, where it allows me to cede my responsibility to you to Mm -hmm. say, you must know better than I do about this. So whatever you say has to be right. And then I turn off my own capacity to be in conversation about it. Yeah. And then, of course, the first time you try and live by my advice, the betrayal will be so obvious. <laughs> like, wait a minute, that worked for you, but not for me. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I just love. And there will be links t- to James Olivia everywhere that they exist on the internet. Do not worry. But your Instagram in particular is always just sort of asking those questions to say, okay, how do we how do we do this in this way? So... 
Well, that is our interview to, for today because we could talk for hours and hours, which we have in our life. <laughs> so thank you for being with me. Thank you for inviting me. I had such a good time. I wish that everybody else could have been eavesdropping on the pre-conversation because it was super fun. <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to dive deeper with James Olivia, you have lots of options. You can find them all and the full transcript of this interview at the number four needs.work slash podcast. But just to get you started, I would recommend that you follow James Olivia on Instagram if that is something that you do. Their handle is inquisitive underscore human and they put out regular prompts to really make you think about the depth of your relationship so there are lots of other opportunities as well including a holiday edition of tension holds possibility which is a three saturday workshop that is co-presented with nick strack and i will be there as well so i hope you can join me in that thanks again